हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट ट्वेंटी अर्बन इन फार्मर सेक्टर एंड आवर टॉपिक इज केस स्टडीज ऑफ गार्मेंट वर्कर्स वी हैव टिल नाउ डिस्कस्ड द कॉन्सेप्ट ऑफ द इनफॉर्मर सेक्टर एंड व्हाट एक्चुअली कंप्राइजेज दिस सेक्टर इन द फॉलोइंग सेक्शंस वी विल ट्राई एंड अंडरस्टैंड द टाइप ऑफ वर्क एंड वेजेस इन दिस सेक्टर वी शैल डू दिस थ्रू केस स्टडीज दीज स्टडीज विच विल अनेबल अस टू गेट अ बेटर इनसाइट इन द पीपल एंगेज इन दिस सेक्टर the garment industry is one of the largest employers in the informal sector with growing consumerism there is a growth in the demand for clothes the industry caters to all income groups namely manufacturing clothes that will bought by the poor and also high priced designer wear for the upper income group Besides there is an ever growing export market till 2005 India faced restrictions on exports as important buying countries like the USA and European countries had imposed a quota on Indian export of clothes After India joined the World Trade Organization WTO these restrictions were phased out by january 2005 all restrictions on import of multi fiber garments by these countries were removed this have given india a much better opportunity to increase garment exports hence the export market too is an important component of the garment industry There are two types of informal workers in this industry firstly those who stitch clothes in small factories and secondly those who stitch clothes from home home based workers outnumber the factory workers we can take a brief look at the processes involved in garment making The home based workers are exclusively women. They work for contractors who give them work and pay them at piece rates. In other words, the contractors will give the women the cloth for making the clothes and will pay them according to the number of garments stitched. In most cases, the women have to pay for the thread. The payment is low. sometimes they make between rupees 20 to rupees 50 a day if the cost of thread increases their income decreases or they have to stitch more clothes to make up the loss in income the founder of seva ila bhat notes in her memories that in 1988 the rate for stitching one petticoat was rupees 2 in ahmedabad but has shown the way these women were exploited by the contractors and buyers of the clothes stitching has to be done by sewing machines 
these are usually operated by hand or foot however if the pace has to increase then electric machines are needed the women own the implements of production these are the sewing machine thread needles and any other implement if a woman wants to increase production by improving her implements she should have the resources to do so hence if a woman would like to use an electric sewing machine she would have to buy it from her own resources moreover the additional cost of electricity was borne by her but has shown that the women are so poor that any increase in cost of implements means greater indebtedness in fact she found that the most of the women could not even own manually operated sewing machines they used to take them on rent the type of clothes made by these home based workers is of low quality and cheap these are mostly bought by poors hence but notes that it is these poor garment stitchers who provide clothes for the poor in the city but's work on these women is certainly worth reading the other types of workers in this industry are those involved in small factories these workers are different from the home based workers they do not work from the home but they work in small factories the owner provides them with machines and other implements one can find such factories in industrial estates in mumbai delhi and most other large cities the owners usually produce these garments for a large buyer the clothes manufacturers are of the superior quality that are either exported or are sold in large retail outlets neeli kabir a bangladeshi researcher from the sixth university has made an insightful study on women garment workers in dhaka and london there are around 20 million women engaged in the garment industry these women work in factories that have modern machines for cutting and stitching fabrics the women work on electric sewing machine stitching garments that are exported to the developed countries they work for 8 hours and they are paid wages that are in combination of peace and time each worker is given a certain number of garments to stitch they have to complete the task within the stipulated time and they are paid wages accordingly if they work less their wages are deducted in case they work more than the quota they get some extra money the women are from poor households the wages they are paid are low compared to the long hours they put in 
most of them have low education. Kabir finds that around 37% of the women have passed primary school, but very few have had studied further. In fact, this was the reason why there were so no supervisors from the women. Lack of education and poverty has kept them backward. Moreover, Kabir mentions women in South Asian countries are hesitant to work outside the household. In case of Bangladesh, the Parda system that Muslim women are expected to adhere tends to restrict their mobility and binds them to their homes. Kabir, however, argues that for these poor women, working outside the home is vital for their survival and the survival of their family. The factories have only women workers and they are protected by walls. This makes it possible for women to work there. For the improvised women, working in the factory gives them autonomy in their lives. This has several implications. Kabir finds that after having an independent income, some of the husbands have stopped beating their wives. The women in turn use this extra money for educating their children or for improving conditions at home. An interesting findings of Kabir's study is that many of the women invest their money on their daughter's education. This is one of the positive fallouts of working independently because as in all South Asian countries in Bangladesh too, the girl-child is treated as inferior to the son. Despite the positive aspect of women and work in informal sector, one cannot overlook its obvious exploitative aspects. There are different tasks in the government industry besides stitching clothes. This includes stitching collars to the shirts, swing button on them, checking the quality of the clothes and ironing them. Stitching of collar and buttons are done by home-based working women. Checking for faults and the ironing are done in factory by women. These tasks involve standing for long hours at a stretch and also bending. This has bad effects on the body and the women develop different types of pains and ailments. The wages too are very low because the women accept these conditions because despite low pay because even these mere salaries gives them some autonomy in their homes. Now let us conclude the unit. In the above sections, we have tried to explore the various aspects of the informal sector. We started with how the sector came to be recognized and the initial definition by the Keth Hart. 
We also found that this definition had its limitation because the informal sector has shown many more dimensions. The important feature of all writers and planners on the informal sector was that they viewed it as a transitory sector. It would sooner or later be absorbed in the formal sector. The present situation shows that this did not happen. On the contrary, this sector has grown tremendously. In fact, we find that the new sources of employment are only in the informal sector. The urban informal sector comprises those low skill entrants who migrate from rural area and they work in low skilled, low paid jobs in order to survive. In moving from their insecure poverty ridden life in the village to city where they are able to get work but with low wages, they move from one level of poverty to another level of poverty. The other type of workers in those who had held secure better paid jobs but they were retrenched when their organizations closed down. This is the fate of most of the workers in largest industries such as cotton, textile, pharmaceutical, chemical, etc. In most cities, we find that the larger industries have closed down leaving hundreds of workers unemployed. These people seek employment in the informal sector. Hence, in this case we find that there is a shift from the better paid secured jobs in the formal sector to a lower paid insecure jobs in, in the informal sector. The third type is, is the self-employed. These include street vendors, home-based workers and casual laborers. Finally, we should also mention about another type, namely casual and contract workers engaged in the formal sector. We can therefore see that the informal sector is not only very vast in number but also very varied. It is also a very important part of our economy because if this sector provides cheap goods and labor, and their inputs in effect make life easier for the affluent and the middle class in the cities. The urban informal sector is quite a major part of our everyday lives and it is growing every day. Now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast. Music